Hi, I'm Dave Hudson. Hi, I'm Lauren Kennedy. I'm Jordan Mann. Jeff Thompson. Hi, I'm Adam Guan. This is Sean McLean Bankson. And Abigail Nesson Bankson. This is Mel Atkey. Hi, I'm Ryan Cunningham. And I'm Joshua Saltzman. This is Mati Asari. This is Brooke Pierce. Hi, I'm Susan Blackwell. Hi, this is Pat Burns. I'm Noel Cat. Hi, this is Brad Hallahook. Hey, this is Julia Murney. This is the cast of 20-something. And you're listening to Musical World. Big 100th episode, and we are at uh, the Ghost Light Corporate Offices. I.e. <laughs> <laughs> Shane's living room. <laughs> doing this one. Yeah, it's, uh, wow. You know, I kind of thought we'd be doing this one about a year ago. <laughs> but we all got so busy. I, I think it was uh, September, or I mean December 11, 2011, that we were doing the end of the year. And we were talking about, gee, next year we're going to have the 100th episode, 100th episode right. coming on. And then we only did about, I don't know, eight or nine episodes in 2012. So, yeah, Well, Musical our... World listeners, we have a big, exciting episode for you here today. We have our all-time favorite guest on the phone, our all-time favorite wannabe guest. Um, I know that she's been <laughs> trying to get on Musical World for years and and finally, we've been able to work the schedule and get get her on the phone. Sutton Foster, how you doing? Sutton. Hello. Sutton. Hello, Sutton. Sutton. There must be a bad connection. Oh no, technical difficulty. Crap. Sorry. Well, look for Sutton Foster in episode one hundred and one, <laughs> or, or two or three, or two or three. Or... <laughs> oh, Dang on it! Dang on it! Man. What's wrong with your cell phone, man? You... I mean, over the course of the hundred episodes, I would say it's easy to—it would be easy to estimate that Shane has probably put a call out to Sutton Foster fifty times, easily half half well, of the he, episodes. And he talked to her. <laughs> you did talk to her, I you, talked I, to her. and and she did a she did a promo. That's for right. Board. That's so, right. And now so she's a big TV all, star. Yeah. And... Hi, this is Sutton Foster, and you are listening to Musical World. It wasn't all in vain, right? But anyway, we're going to talk about some of the past shows and the people who have graced us with their uh, interviews and that kind of thing during this episode. But uh, the last episode was a memorial to Mark Sutton Smith, who was actually on episode number three. You one know, of the early ones. One of the yeah. very early, actually the first episode with a different artist other than Dave or I. <laughs> yeah. The very first episode was a five or ten minute, you know, this is what this is going to be. And the second episode, I think, was music from a show Dave and I did. Right. And the third one was Stand by the River by Mark, Mark Sutton-Smith and his wife, Joanne Sutton-Smith. Uh, Mark, uh, let me look at my notes here. Mark has been on the show at least seven times. Wow. Uh, 
episode 3, 11, 45, 52, 83, 90, and 99. So if you want to check some of those out, some of them are available online, some of them not so much yet. We're Less trying to get them all up. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Mark has been one of the more noticeable people on here, and we're going to miss him. Um, I don't know. Look down through the list, guys. What what were some of your favorite episodes in the past? We started doing this in February or March of 2006. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I go back to the early episodes, I remember Greg Coffin. Oh, yeah. You know, and the first time we played... And you didn't interview him at the... That was not before my time. You didn't interview him in the first couple episodes. No, I talked it wasn't about. later, yeah. Yeah, we just kind of... I emailed him and said, we want to do some music, and, you know, we did some... So I you think featured he we, Convenience, email. right? You featured Convenience, convenience. and then Five yeah. Horse Love. Yeah, and that was back on... Uh, well, MW4. He was on the... Oh, he was four, on the fourth yeah. episode was Convenience, uh-huh. and he was also on 8, eight. 77, 81, and 83. Um, but 8 was, again, Convenience. Um, 4 actually was 5 Course Love. It actually mm-hmm. was uh, stuff from 5 Course Love um, that we did on that, which we've now had a chance. I've, I've met him several times and sat down and talked with him and saw the shows. That's, that's a great thing about it is... We've been able to see so many of these shows between the three of us. We've been actually able to see some of this stuff anyway. Well, so the most recent one that uh, that he worked on here in Dayton with Human Race once again, of course, was right, right next, next to me. To you. Right next to me. Yeah, yeah right, right next to me, which right. was a great show. Yeah, and um, that was boy, we talked to him and Mer- Melissa Rain Anderson. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, they worked together frequently. MW she was directing the show, right? She directed yes, right correct. next to me. Yeah, but she was. Uh, I remember her as the. Um, she portrayed the mother in Convenience. Right. Yes. Is how I first knew about her. Yep. But then, we don't go too far down our list on MW7, No Cats, uh, <laughs> which over the years has been one of my favorites. I love his sense of humor, and the comedy that he puts in his writing, and. We featured a couple of shows of his, Lunatics and Lovers, and Such Good Friends. And Noel sent something in for us. Give it a listen. This is Noel Katz, and you're listening to Musical World. What am I working on? Well, I have a top-secret, time-sensitive project (laughs) that I'm writing, a new musical that I can't tell you anything about since it's (laughs) top-secret. Since it's time-sensitive, if six months go by and this thing isn't produced, you'll know I've failed. (laughs) Seventeen months ago today, my baby Adelaide was born, and most of my life is spent uh, playing with her, teaching her stuff, listening to her, having her teach me stuff. Uh, Recently, she looked at a mug on which were written the words, Happy Birthday, and she said, Happy whether she was reading the word or just expressing her emotion, I cannot tell. I also spend a lot of time blogging. A new entry comes out every five or six days. It's all about the writing of musical theater, and that's at noelcats.wordpress.com. <coughs> Thanks, Noel. <laughs> Pretty cool stuff, though. And... Yeah, I follow Noel on Facebook, so I see pictures of Adelaide. <laughs> She's a cutie. Adelaide. That's great. Right. That's great. Of course, I can't 
not think of the uh, song by Ben Folds, um, Adelaide. Oh, well, <laughs> I, immediately I went to musical theater. It's Guys and Dolls. Oh, yeah, well, yeah Guys and Dolls, <laughs> sure, yeah. Uh, that shows where I guess I'm thinking most of the time. <laughs> I get in a Ben Folds mode, and I, you know, what can I say? As I look down, too, I, I you know, well, probably the first time a musical world guest then translated into production for mm-hmm. us was Dave Hudson. Yes. And who's been on several times, whether it's with Denise right, or, or Paul Lippmann. Yeah. And we, of course, uh, the original show that we did, it was farther down our list where we actually did a Featured show. Them, yeah. uh, MW19, Dave Hudson and Denise Wright, the show was called No Stone Unturned, uh-huh. of which we took a major liking to it, and we produced it in yeah. Dayton at here, Encore right. Theater Company as Jacob's Pillow. Correct. Mm-hmm. And uh, Which was a story about the, the college students uh, in Scotland who decided one Christmas Eve, I think it was, to mm-hmm. go to uh, London and steal the uh, stone from skiing. <laughs> steal it right out of Westminster Abbey and take it back to Scotland where it rightfully belonged. And it was a fascinating story, and and a um, it was a terrific process for us as a musical theater company um, to work directly with the uh, with the writers in the development of this piece, and um, and see where it uh, you know how yeah. it progressed over the course of that development. And and Dave early on was on a lot of musical worlds. He was on eight total. But Dave, it's been a while. We need to talk to you. So. That's right. Drop us an email or something, and <laughs> you know, let's get together and, and talk about it. And um, Denise, the same way. You know, we were mm-hmm. talking that we haven't heard from Denise in a long time. Yeah, yeah. And I know from her I, website, she's still active as can be. But. Yeah. Well, and I I went to Chicago and saw uh, Death and Plenty, yeah, right. which is now called Emerald. Uh-huh. And I met Denise, and I did a show from up there with. Her and John Sparks. And, and we right. read another one of her shows on our uh, reading series. Uh, the Revolution of Betsy Lawrence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Right. yeah Which nice. was also featured later on in a musical world. Another show I love. Episode, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We've, been, we've been so lucky to uh, have a lot of these people mm-hmm. come in and out. <laughs> one of my, uh, my favorite uh, memories from our time at Musical World is the fact that we, um, we interviewed this guy multiple times, I think. We talked to him a lot of times, and we had his name wrong for three <laughs> years, four years, <laughs> and, and he never corrected us. <laughs> uh, Joseph Sebastian Fable, which actually is pronounced... Fabel, Fabel, Fabel. J. Sebastian Fabel. He, uh, he wrote a show called Toy, uh, Toy Soldiers, yes. and that we featured that in our 22nd episode. Right. And Which is still one of the most popular downloads. Wow, wow. It's a, it was a great show. Yeah. That's where we first had run into him. I right. Think. He had submitted right. that show to us. And then, Dave, you've worked with him on you know a couple little projects uh, right. since yeah. then. Yeah, we, we've written together a little bit. So yeah. he, he forgave us, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a pretty embarrassing moment after we got done with an interview. After we got done with the interview, wasn't off it? Off the after, air. Off yes. the air. He's like, by the way, guys. Yes. <laughs> I was like, this oh, was like three my years God. After. That's right. <laughs> Talk about wanting to crawl under a chair. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you see it in writing and then somebody says it and then you just kind of latch on to it. But then, right. uh, and he never said it, as far as we know, until that moment. So, And that was when we were interviewing him about the 
What's the floor? The tenth floor. The tenth, the tenth floor. floor. The tenth floor. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, we we can't talk about musical world without the mayor. <laughs> which the crazy thing is, Stephen Cole, the mayor of musical world, did not show up until the thirty sixth episode. Wow. And he's been really? on how many episodes since then? Every other he's one? He's been on <laughs> at least 11 and Maybe probably more. more because there's some I didn't count. That See, I thought he started the podcast only. and we worked for him. I must have misunderstood. That's why I'm not getting any paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the other day I had a conversation. This is no old cats and no, you're listening to People Musical World. Stop. What am I working Stop. on? Well, no. <laughs> um, crap. <laughs> Trying to do things live. Go figure. Okay. Anyway, the other day I talked to Stephen, and yeah, we'll listen to a little bit of uh, my my conversation with Stephen Cole the other day. All righty. On the phone, I have. The mayor of Musical World, Stephen Cole. Good afternoon, hey, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's it's a finally sunny here in New York. Uh, we might be having spring, and I uh, hold my breath. <laughs> it has to be coming. It has to be. <laughs> uh, and uh, it's it, I I can't believe you're up to your 100th show. That's yes. incredible. Well, <laughs> You know, actually, I can't believe it took us this long to get here, but... <laughs> I, you thought I you would do 100 in 100 days. <laughs> well, I remember a year ago in December when we did the end-of-the-year wrap-up. It mm-hmm. was like, we're, we're at like 90, number 90, 89 or 90, and we're like, wow, 2012, we're going to hit the 100th episode. We have to do something special, and, uh, you know, then... 2012 just went crazy uh, mm-hmm. with all of us to where we only ended up putting out 10 shows instead of, uh, you know, the 15 or 20 that we normally do. And, you know, it's all good. We're all we're all busy, and that's good. But uh, Absolutely. Man, Absolutely. Gee whiz. And, and things keep rolling along for me. I, I think the last time we spoke, we were going to London that's to right. do... To do the Page to Stage Festival with the Rhodes Guitar with with Katie Lipson, you, it's uh, oh, you know yeah. it's, it's getting incestuous in in <laughs> musical world, and we we went there and we had a fab. It, it was the dead of winter, <laughs> it was cold, yes. Yes. but we we arrived and and found this fabulous cast and a fabulous director, Kate Goldidge, and 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 they were they were not doing. What we thought, which was a a reading of the show, they were doing a full production in in ten days. <laughs> they oh, did the most gosh. fabulous, fabulous bare bones uh, staged reading with full choreography. So much, it was it was so good and so great. And the only thing we brought over from America, from uh, Vitari and Case's costumes. Uh, were the uh, the he- the headdresses for the beginning of the show so that they could look like uh, five Arabs and and then two uh, two 
little head things so that they could uh, look like Jewish boys <laughs> with little payas and 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 they and they got their laughs, but everything else was very shoestring and wonderful, and it, it turned out to be great, just just great there at the tiny little Landor Theater, which is. It's like a lot of theaters over there, a pub theater right. uh, a, a, above a pub and a great little space. We had wonderful audiences. They laughed and laughed. What we learned was that uh, our, our New York Jews uh, translated to England, and, <laughs> and they, they laughed even more at the Arabs and certainly about uh, one of the Arabs you know, having a shopping spree at Harrods. Oh, sure. That worked <laughs> very well. It, it, it was great. It was great, and out of that came uh, came two two big things. One is uh, that Joseph Weinberger, who is a big uh, licensing house over there, is is licensing the show for Europe and Scandinavia and Israel, and and that's exciting. And then we're uh, also that's taking awesome. it. Yeah, it's fantastic, and we're taking it to the Edin, Edinburgh. <laughs> International Film French Festival. The Katie's producing it there. Same same team is doing it, and uh, I'm getting my kilts ready. <laughs> and somebody asked, "Will you will you be doing it in Scottish?" <laughs> yes, yes, we will. <laughs> yes, we will. So that so that's really exciting. It's almost like the show has had a rebirth on the other side of the pond after we've done it here, and uh, it's 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 really exciting. <laughs> And at the same time, also in August, this is happening all of August. It's running from the 1st to the 26th there. And I'm going to go towards the end of the run to see how it's going. But before that, I'm going out to Seattle, actually Issaquah, Washington. The Village Theater does a, uh, a new musical festival. And Merman's Apprentice has been chosen to be part of that. Yes, so I'm really excited, yeah, <laughs> because we've we've done readings here in New York, and we did one in Michigan, and and uh, the thing about Village Theater is that I did after the fair there originally, and uh, it was very successful, and I'm hoping after 12 years to have another show there. <laughs> so uh, this could be the the start of that. And so uh, August is going to be a busy month <laughs> but, for but my very shows. Exciting. Yeah, I really can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> I really I'm, can't wait. I'm probably not going to go too far from home in August because my my second grandchild is due in, in August. So well, that's really exciting too. I like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's yeah. exciting on our end. It's no musical, but hey. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I birth musicals. <laughs> it's 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 almost the same. I'm getting a little old to be birthing the same musicals <laughs> over and over. <laughs> but uh, that's what you do. You keep re re rebirthing them. That's what that's oh, what happens. Tell me about and it. the other new thing, the other new project uh, is uh, kind of interesting. I think it's going to be happening in the fall, which is a, an expansion of a club act that David Crane and I did with Lynn Halliday called uh, My Heart Belongs to Mary, which was a, a, a loving tribute to Mary Martin, because Mary Martin is going to have her 100th birthday. She's not alive to see it, but she's going to have her 100th birthday <laughs> in, 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 in December. And uh, we're expanding this one-person show into a review really? with three, three singers, 
and a, and a narrator, kind of a la Side by Side by Mary Martin, and uh, and and we're going to do a, a, a celebration of her, her career with which I'm writing and putting together, and David's doing all the arrangements, and uh, it's. It looks like the York Theater is going to do it. So we'll, we'll definitely be doing it in her hundredth year. <laughs> and uh, so that's kind of exciting. And, uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that's what's kind of happening with me. And the roots guitar, keeps, that road keeps going and going and going. <laughs> I'm working on a book now about the whole real experience and, hope, and take that experience up to getting the show on and... Uh, so I'm hoping to to get that going very shortly too. I've been waiting for the right time. That's definitely <laughs> a, a great funny story, all right. Yeah, it's never going to happen again. I'm going to milk that until I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I think you ought to be doing uh, Ellen and uh, all the others with that one. Yep. <laughs> going to do everything we can do. Yeah. Just keep milking them. So, uh, and of course, I've been going to see theater here in New York. I know we haven't talked about shows in a while. Yeah, well, let's take a little break, and then we'll come back, and we'll talk about sure. some shows. Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> Steven's pretty amazing, like, his ability to, I mean, he's connected to so many oh, amazing yeah. people. Everybody. Like, he was the guy in charge of a tribute to Angela Lansbury last year. Right. Like her birthday party or something. I, yeah. I didn't. I can't remember what all it was. And like Chita Rivera. And I mean all these people that are like uh, legends. Marlo Thomas and Phil Donahue and. Right. And Merman. Merman, obviously yeah. Merman. Yeah. And yeah. Um, and so it's just amazing all these legends that he that he talks about that he. Yeah works with or I want to thank know. Steven for everything he's done for musical world because it's the great thing about when you interview Steven is you just have to say hello <laughs> <laughs> and, true. and Steven interviews and say himself. Hello, go he, make yourself a snack. <laughs> he is so good at knowing yeah. what to do and what yeah. to say right. uh, he does all the hard work yeah, yeah in he, fact when we had the, the last time with Steven and Katie Lipson uh -huh. on yes. I remember at some point thinking, this could be sort of a new segment, would be... And David have, Crane. And, and yeah, yeah, two guests on to interview each other. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it was really great. Yeah, it was kind pretty of cool. Back. It was really exciting to listen to. It was pretty cool. So that may be um, something we try again. And Katie's yeah. um, a stage kindly. A stage kindly in right. London. In London. Right. And she's... Aria Entertainment as well. She okay, is. right. And she's the one that produced um, Road to Qatar. Yes, Aria mm -hmm. Entertainment actually... Yeah. Uh, her company is the one that produced Road to Qatar. Right. And if you have never heard the story of Road to Qatar, go back to episodes <laughs> number, oh, it's like 40 and 41. 40 and 41. Well, 40. 36, and, 40, and 41. Uh, it's one of the most hilarious. Yeah, I think there's another one after that, too, for that matter. Oh, there's probably 12 of them after <laughs> But um, go back to 36, 40, and 41. For the kind of the story of what the road to Qatar is, it's one of the most 47 amazing also, sequences of musical theater writing that you could ever imagine. Unbelievable. So. Yeah, Jane and I went to New York for the off-Broadway run, and it it's it's just fabulous what they do with five people, and those five people were incredible. And I'm sure the London cast, which is also going to be the Fringe uh, in Ed Edinburgh, I'm sure that's going to be awesome as well. 
So thanks, Stephen. We'll hear a little bit more from him later on, too. Yeah, but there's been so many people we've had the privilege to talk to. Uh, there's been there's been people that nobody else has heard of. Basically, I mean Neville Grused. Uh, we'll just look through the list here. Neville Grused, Nicole Walsh, Joseph Benacci, Pat Burns, William Squire, oh Mossy Asari and Brooke Pierce, which did a show called Sympathy Jones, which is just freaking awesome. You know, one of the other guests that we um, that we had on that then translated into future work with them was Salzman and Cunningham. Yeah. Yes. And well, Ryan sent in an update for us. We can catch up on what he's doing, what they're doing. Hey, musical world. It's Ryan Cunningham reporting in for Salzman and Cunningham. Uh, just letting you know what we've been up to over the last little while. We have finished and launched into the world next thing you know uh which there was a production of with our good friends at musical world and it is now available for license so you can go to newmusicaltheater.com and license the rights to the show so please do and get as many next thing you know uh, productions out there in the world you can also get the album at amazon or on itunes or give it a listen on spotify it's out there and it's sounding good uh we got a really good cast uh put together for it and in new musicals and new stuff we're doing, we're working on a new show about the blackout of 1977 that uh, hit New York City. It's a sort of comedy that looks back at that very dark time in New York City's history with a, uh, a bit of a smile and a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll have news on readings and productions and all sorts of things coming up. Uh, hope everything's well. Thanks for letting us fill you in. <coughs> Yeah, Ryan and Josh, they traveled to Dayton to work on um, Next, thing you know. Next Thing You Know with us. We had already done a production of their show that was available uh, through MTI or one of the companies. Um, oh, what's the name of it? I Love You Because. I Love You Because. And then we somehow found out about this new show that they were working on, and we were looking for a, uh, a show to work on in development here in Dayton. So we worked on it. Uh, that would have been summer of 2000. Nine or 2010, um, we did a small production of it here at, um, at one of the local community colleges, mm -hmm. and then from there they did a production of it in New York, and now it's available for licensing. Right. Great show, uh, four-person cast, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't remember what the orchestration is currently. It was just piano when we did it. Um, yeah, it's it's been expanded, and if you get that cast recording, you'll hear it's great. Oh yeah, yeah totally. and it was really exciting to hear that cast recording. And hear songs that had premiered in Dayton. Yeah, you know, yeah. which was really right. exciting to right. hear the, how that had developed. Very cool. You know, but we, other than people that, you know, you, you're not familiar with, you don't hear their names all the time. We've done interviews with a couple of people that, you know, everybody in musical theater knows, and um, it's been a lot of fun. They, oddly enough, they didn't send us any updates. Betty Buckley. Didn't get the message. Uh, <laughs> didn't get the memo. She didn't I, get the memo. I have memo. to say, though, that one of the most surreal moments for me, and sometimes yeah. we just get into them and we're recording and don't think about it, but the morning that, because remember it was a morning interview, that we're on the phone separately yes. with Lauren Kennedy. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I remember in the back of my head going, 
what is my life? <laughs> that I'm on my way to work and I'm on the phone with Lauren Kennedy and thinking how amazing that was and yeah. what a sweet, lovely guest she was. And Oh, and she was also nice enough that uh, when we did, uh, when Ryan and Josh Salzman and Cunningham came to right. Dayton, uh, uh, Dr. Irvin here in town threw a nice party mm-hmm. for them. And uh, she was so nice and sent in a video congratulating and wishing them luck on the production. And right. uh, She's so sweet. We really appreciate uh, interviewing and talking to her. And then Betty's interview, kind of funny, was she was in rehearsal like an hour and a half, two hour drive away from wherever she lives in Texas. Yeah, someplace in Texas. And so she she was going to do the interview in the car. Somebody was driving for her, and and we were going to do it. And it was a blizzard, wasn't it? A, a freak blizzard in, in yeah, Texas. Yeah, it was something that was going on that was... It was a blizzard, I remember. Was it a blizzard? Yeah. Okay. Because um, rehearsal had been called early, and so she was on her way home. That's right. And... The, the the really funny thing is is I, she probably it probably wasn't the way it happened but you kind of I I could imagine Betty sitting in the back of a limousine right <laughs> <laughs> you know she's probably sitting up in the front seat of a you know a a, a Lincoln or something but right. you know I had her I had her pictured sitting in the back of a stretch limo <laughs> right in the back talking to us and. Uh, you and know, she had just released. She just released a new album with Jim uh, yes. Burnett produced. Yes, and that's what I remember the most. Go back to that episode because there's a great track on there called "Ghost in This House" that yeah. I love so much. And yeah, yeah. So go absolutely. back to that episode. It's a great album. Yep, yeah. and there's links actually to where you can go get the album. Right. Um, but there's been others. There's. Uh, Julia Murney. Julia Murney. Um, Susan Blackwell. Susan Who's Blackwell. A local, she's from Dayton, and yeah. so uh, yeah. so we've got mm-hmm. that connection to her there. Um, and Very of course, we were doing movie. title of show at the time. Uncle was doing title of show, which <laughs> is right. so much fun to do. And uh, it was great to have her on the phone and, and getting the inside scoop. Yeah, and one of the guys who's making a lot of splice right now is Ryan Scott Oliver. That uh, he's doing a lot of stuff with. Uh... Oh, it's uh, Broadway across America. Yeah, so I, and actually, we've got an update here that he sent. Um, he sent it to us via email. He says, hey, guys, working on a new commission for Broadway Across America called We Foxes and should have some productions and concerts in New York City from September through February of next year to be announced. Uh, if you want to stay posted on what Ryan Scott Oliver is up to, visit www.ryanscottoliver.com. And, of course, there will be links in the notes. And... Um, we did a production of his 35 millimeter, right. um, which was a collaboration between him and Matthew Murphy. Matthew's a photographer, and um, so it's a unique show. Dave, you can kind of explain it better because you directed it. Yeah, it's great. It's really, and it's an amazing uh, new way to 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 sort of look at musical theater. Um, I think the subtitle for the show is a musical exhibition. So right. it's as if walking into a a a, a photography exhibit that's living and breathing and singing and yes. <laughs> existing. Yes. It's, it's, it's an exciting new project for them. And I say new project, there are millions right. of new projects, not right. really so much new. Um, and recently, r- relatively recently, I, Ryan Scholliver also contributed the title song for Hot Mess in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Right. So when, when it had its... Um, New York run last fall. Ryan was there and did talkbacks and all that. So um, 
he's he's always got a thousand irons mm-hmm. in the fire, which is yeah. great. I think that's that's the key for hard. many of them. Well, yeah, they all work hard. Yeah. I mean, yeah, work hard writing, work hard promoting their shows, and mm-hmm. um, another and one that's coming up that's that uh, you're going to want to watch out for is no Christmas or two ago. We interviewed Elisa Hauser and Bob Christensen um, that did A Christmas Carol, the concert of A Christmas Carol. And they've got something special coming up, and Elisa left us a little message about it. Hi, musical world. This is Elisa Hauser. I am the lyricist and wrote the book adaptation for A Christmas Carol, the concert, which was on Musical World Podcast. I'm not sure what the number was um, a while back. Anyway, I wanted to give a quick update on what's going on with our concert show. Um, So why wait till December? Because this Sunday, May 5th in Chicago, we will be doing a taping of our show that will be aired on PBS. Of course, I don't have the exact date when it will air, but I will be sure to update you. But it's super, super exciting. Um, The cast for this Chicago taping includes Scott Coulter, Kyle Scatliff, Michael Aaron Lindner as Scrooge, Ife Butler as our narrator, Aria Dare as our soloist Belle, and the fabulous Amy Duran conducting. And of course, Bob Christensen, our composer and orchestrator. So, what else? Yes, if you want to know more about our concert and want to listen to some free clips, you can go to our website, www.achristmascarolsaconcert.com. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter, Xmas Concert. Um, great. Thank you so much, Musical World. We love you, and thank you for letting us keep you updated. Okay, bye. Yeah, cool. That is That's just cool. freaking awesome, mm-hmm. and Alisa will keep us posted on when that's going to air on PBS, so we can... We can uh, post it on the Musical World website and uh, Facebook and Twitter and all the other means that we have to keep you guys in the loop to let you know when to be uh, setting your DVRs. Right. Um, I'm, I'm guessing, since it's uh, Christmas, Carol, it'll be somewhere around Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's just a guess, though. Uh, we also spoke to, this is Musical World 72, uh, Sam Carner and Derek Rager. Oh yeah, and uh, and they've got some. They're very busy these days with um, a a New York production of Unlocked. Yes. I, either you know we're right in the time frame of that right now. Yes. And plus, uh, I think they're um, they're uh, barely legal concert. Um, the mm-hmm. latest incarnation mm-hmm. of that is back mm-hmm. as well. Um, but we also uh, when was that? Two years ago, we did a. Uh, encore theater concert, and mm-hmm. we did one of Carter and Gregor's works, and Derek, Derek he flew came out. out. He mm-hmm. came out for the concert, and there was a live Musical World episode, but also a gentleman named Neville Grused mm-hmm. um, that we had featured mm-hmm. had also came out for that concert, and Neville left us a phone call mm-hmm. too at the Musical World hotline. Hi Jim, this is Neville Grused of New York. Congratulations to Music World on your 100th episode. What a great achievement. I'm proud that my musical Women Must Work was featured on one of your earlier shows. I'm still working on refining it and hope to get it from the page to the stage one of these days. I also thank you for the opportunity to have one of my songs 
all at once it's spring debuted on your group spring concert show about two years ago the song was picked up by a singer and presented on the A&E TV channel featured on an episode of Family Jewels at the wedding reception of Gene Simmons, the leader of the group KISS. I actually earned royalties from ASCAP for that, and I thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to present my work, which would never have happened otherwise. You are doing a great job. Keep it up, and here's to your 200th episode. All the best. That was such an honor for, for both of those guys to fly in for the concert. We were yeah, doing one yeah. or two songs from each of them oh, on the concert, but yeah, it gave us a great opportunity to then to interview them live. And um, yeah, to be able to sit down with them live in the Encore Theater Company offices there on a Saturday afternoon where we had the cast of the, uh, of the show of the concert uh, show up and a couple of supporters, uh, Dr. Irvin was there and... We had a great interview. It was with live music and uh, that kind of thing. And I that was episode eighty. Episode eighty. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a great episode. Go back and listen to that one. Plus, um, you get to listen to Neville <laughs> speak. <yeah>. Right. <laughs> you know, we also I'm mean, here in this last you know twenty episodes or whatever. We got to speak with. Chris Miller and Nathan Tyson. Yes. Uh, Burnt They've Part Boys. Yeah, they do. Burnt Part Boys and uh, Fugitive Songs and the Broadway-bound Tuck Everlasting yep. that yeah. they're yep. in the process of right now. Very cool. Very great stuff. Um, one of my one of my top favorite, I mean, I've got lots of these that I really have enjoyed, but I really liked talking with Kyle Jarrow. Um, we ended up doing one of one of his shows. Yes. Him and um, Kyle and Nathan Lee, uh, they wrote a show called The Consequences, which is a three-person cast show. We did it as part of the um, new new musical festival with Human Race Theater Company, but we did it as an extra, like a extra for the uh, festival. Right. We did it outside in, in the uh, square downtown Dayton. Um, kind of a, a unique take on musical theater writing, both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely an indie rock type of show. Um, great music, great, great stuff. But I appreciated a lot of what Kyle had to say about the industry. Um, that you know, in order for things to survive, you know, this industry to survive, you know, you've got to maybe take a different look at it sometimes, mm-hmm. and you can't just keep writing the the old the old That's style, right. the old. Um, the old way. So um, I wish I wish I could quote what he said, but I remember we all sat there listening to him talk about how to get you know young people into the theater. And we all sat there just in total agreement with what he had to say there. Yeah, pretty much. And um, that you've got to take a different view, a different idea, um, make it more of a, a social outing versus you know closed off theater experience. Right. So. Yeah, that was exciting and. Luckily, we're seeing we're seeing some of the industry start to take notice yeah. too, and, yes. and and make those sorts of changes, which is great, little by little. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Tim Huang. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of funny. In an upcoming episode of Musical World, last week David and I were go ahead and tell him a little bit about it. But Tim Huang came up. Uh, right. coming we, we were sitting with New York Theater Barn staff Joe Barrows and Jason Zhum, who are in town this summer to uh, develop a new piece with us, and we'll talk more about that in a future episode. Yeah. But in that conversation, of course, 
We, it's a small industry, so we all know a lot of names, and then Tim's name came up, and everyone sort of responded with, I know Tim, I know Tim. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, it went even deeper than I know Tim, but we won't get into that. It, was, it had to do with uh, hooking him up and that kind of thing. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, Tim. Poo-poo platter. Right. <laughs> um, um, Tim sent us this in. It uh, It's by far the most innovative that we received. I'm raising cash, 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 cash To do my show just like on smash, 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 smash Work night and day until I crash, 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 crash No time for groceries or trash What's up, Musical World Podcast? It is Timothy Wong checking in. Happy 100th episode. How are you? Just wanted to let you know what I've been up to. You're listening to some music that I recorded last summer uh, to try and raise some money to crowdfund for a presentation of my show, Cost of Living. Make COL go, you hear that? Anyways, we did that in December, and it was really awesome. Um, got nominated by the Dramatist Guild Fellowship uh, for the Weston Playhouse New Musical Award, which was really cool. Um, it was also a finalist for the Fred Ebb Award this year twice as cool and three times as cool was that we actually got to present some of it for a master class at BMI for Stephen Sondheim. I'm, 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 I'm. That is right. I did not stutter. You heard me correctly. I presented some of my show for the master, which was like a dream come true because I'd never met him before. And guys, if you haven't, you really should because he's the most amazingly brilliant and so humble and so you know i we should have a conversation about this off air <laughs> anyways what else am i doing i started the drama skill fellowship for musical theater writing this year as well so that's a year-long fellowship we meet twice a month uh some of us are musical theater writers some of us are playwrights if you're into it at all you should definitely look into applying because it is like the the bomb i love this program so much i cannot speak highly enough of it. So, working on a new piece there called Peter and the Wall, which is the story of an American man who must travel to Japan to identify and claim the body of his dead husband. Now, if you know me or my body of work at all, you'd pretty much say that that's par for the course. And um, I'm telling you, it is, and it's quite awesome. Very, very excited for this piece. I will have demos and stuff for you very shortly. What else? That's about it. I wanted to tell you guys thank you so much for having me on the show all the time and for checking in. This is really great of you, and I love sharing, so, you know, that makes me happy, too. Um, and, yeah, I think uh, this is, like, my favorite part, so I'm going to let you listen to this for a second. Oh, I just want to see, I just want to see a Broadway show where people look like me. <laughs> yeah, that's all I want, man. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> Anyways, I am going to peace out now, but... I hope you guys are having a great, great summer. Congratulations on 100 episodes of Musical World. This is Timothy Huang. Peace. I throw my hands up in the air and say, make my dream true, and I'll be you. You haven't lived until you've seen this thing. So say, yeah, it's your my rocket hub, there's just one month left. Uh, <laughs> Tim 
become awesome. Oh my god. Poop poop ladder. Yeah, we we <laughs> have to talk to Tim again. And and that was episode ninety one was cost of living. So go back and listen to that because mm-hmm. it's it's good stuff too. And <laughs> and our first episode with him, I believe, was sixty three. Uh, we talked about a view from here, and the Earth moved, and then one called Death and Lucky. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So we also have an update here from Mark and Stephanie Watts. Yes. You want to? Mark and Stephanie are from San Antonio, Texas, and uh, they contacted me via my arranging site, uh, arrangementsone.com, to do some orchestration and arrangements for their musical Eleven. And, uh, boy, when did we talk about that? We did that show back MW88. But uh, he sent in an email, which David will read. Right, and Mark <laughs> says, Stephanie and I have written our second musical, Lacey, a mystery of smuggling on a cruise ship in the 1930s. Mark's doing the orchestrations himself this time. I learned a lot from you, Jim, with yeah. Eleven. Not yet staged, though works throwing some possibilities here locally in El Paso. Here's the show, Lacey, somewhere in the Mediterranean 1930. Thinking of taking a cruise? How about some relaxing shuffleboard on deck, or some champagne, dining and dancing in the ballroom? Maybe a hand or two of blackjack, or maybe smuggling. That's what happens on this cruise, and an undercover Treasury Department agent is on the scent of the stolen Grecian antiquities. But he's up against some unsavory double-crossing villains that will stop at nothing. Can anyone be trusted? And where does the beautiful and mysterious princess fit in with her attentive attendant lurking in the shadows? For good measure, stir in a rocky romance, we've got a flammable concoction waiting for a spark. <laughs> to get to the bottom of this diabolical mystery, you'll have to join us for a voyage on the Florence, where a fascinating cast of dangerous and humorous characters will dazzle you with witty dialogue and engaging songs. It sounds like Edwin Drood meets Anything Goes. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, Mark... Keep us posted. When you're ready, let us know. You've got some music or something. We'll call you and we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about the show. It sounds like fun. And Mark, as a composer, he he has a very comfortable and natural feel for that swing style of music, uh, which is a lot what Eleven was as well. It's right. it's very fun to write and arrange, and I'm glad that uh, I was able to help him out, and he can. He can uh, start doing that on his own. And if he has any questions, he definitely can call me. So so here just recently we spoke to Julianne Wick-Davis. Yes. Um, episode 95, whose show Southern Comfort was featured at NAMT this year. And I think she has a message for us. Hi, Jen, Dave, and Shane. It's Julianne Wick-Davis, composer of Southern Comfort. First of all, I want to wish you and everyone at Musical World a happy 100th. That's very exciting. And also say thank you for all you do to support and spread the word about New Musical Theater. Just to give you an update, after our conversation, which was right before NAMT, um, Southern Comfort will be at Barrington Stage Company this summer, um, July 19th through August the 10th, starring Ned O'Toole and Jeff McCarthy, and we're very excited about that and hope that you guys and your listeners are able to come and see it. So all the best to you, wonderful people in musical world, and I wish you hundreds and hundreds more episodes. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. <laughs> hundreds and hundreds of more episodes. I don't A lot know. Of work. I'm I'm already old. <laughs> As I'm scrolling through the list here of, of some of these um, uh, episodes here, one that just caught my eye. Um, 
they've actually started working on another show, and I, I, I'll be honest, I don't remember the title of it, but it'll be premiered here in Dayton for the Musical Theater Festival with Human Race. Kuman and Diamond are working on another show. Yeah. Um, I wish I had the title, but I, I don't I know, remember. It's escaping me too. Yeah. yeah. So watch for some news on that. We'll try to put that in the in the notes. They did uh, Danny Girl last year on the festival, uh, which was received quite well. Okay. Yeah. And Danny Girl was awesome last summer. Oh yeah, and then those guys are awesome. And we read what was the the title of the show that we read in the reading series <sighs> about the bridge. Golden Gate. Yeah. Golden yes. Gate. Oh. Yes. I love that show. Um, which was about the 2,000th suicide off of the Golden Gate Bridge, something like that. How in the name mm-hmm. of God do you remember the names of those shows in New Delhi? <laughs> um, Good grief. I'd sit here going, uh, let's see, what was my name? You have 10 seconds, Jim. <laughs> um, along with uh, Mark Sutton-Smith, he writes with Alan Gordon. He's written a couple of shows and we've uh, we've seen Girl Detective. Dave and I went up and uh, to Chicago when it was at the Stages Festival and talked to Mark and uh, Alan. Um, well, it's been probably two or three years ago, I imagine mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just last year, uh, they had the show The Usual that was done up at the Williamsburg Theater in Michigan, near Lansing, Michigan. And Jane and I went up and saw that production and. Uh, we did an interview with them, oh, episode 90, about the usual. But Alan sent us in an update, and uh, let's give that a listen. Hello, Jim, Dave, and Shane. Congratulations on the 100th episode of the podcast. This is Alan Gordon, who's been a guest once or twice. My biggest news is I just received the 2013 Kleban Award for Most Promising Librettist. It's nice to be considered promising at my age. It was for the show I wrote with the late, great Mark Sutton-Smith, The Usual, which was on at the Williamson Theater last year, and we're hoping that there'll be more happening with that. I've also just completed a musical with composer Joy Sun called The United States of Us, which is getting to the table read phase, so we're very excited about that. Looking forward to hearing the 100th podcast, guys. Congratulations again. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. The Cleveland. Yes. You the man. And uh, she and I met him someplace on his book tour. Yeah. He, he was, was doing a book signing yeah. tour. tour. I got uh, it right here. Yeah, the uh, Parisian. The Parisian prodigal. Yeah. I've got yeah, mine on my bookshelf. Book yeah, the Parisian yeah, prodigal. Yeah, he was down, down here at a bookstore here in Dayton, and we went down and yeah. got it signed and everything. I think. Yeah. <laughs> if you didn't, you missed a good opportunity. <laughs> a couple others here. I know that um, Jeff Thompson and Jordan Mann have um, been working really hard, and then also oh, they've been working hard on um, um, Jawbreaker. Jawbreaker and Trails. Trails has right. been getting some um, productions oh, yeah. it's, around. It's Absolutely. got a production out in Seattle or out, out in Washington someplace, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, and then uh, Jeff and Jeremy Desmond, Jeff Thompson and Jeremy Desmond, uh, wrote Pump Up the Volume, which... Um, Actually, started out with Jordan, and then Jeremy came involved, became involved um, not too long before we did it here in Dayton on the festival. Mm-hmm. And um, I know they've had a couple of college productions of that. It's still in the development stage, but right. uh, yeah, but we'll be following that. We're, yeah. we're fans of that show, yeah. Well, we've got a little bit more here from Stephen Cole, so 
why don't we go ahead and listen to that, and uh, we'll be back. Hi, I'm Dave Hudson, and you're listening to Musical World, the place for new musicals on the Internet. Okay. So. Yeah. So, so what have you seen? Have you seen uh, some of the... I've been going to a lot of theater. Uh, interestingly, I've really... The things I've enjoyed the most have been non-musical, but actually I loved Pippin. Pippin you waste is, your money uh, on non-musicals? I don't waste money on anything. <laughs> I try to go to for free to anything I can. Yes! <laughs> I'm very lucky. I have a friend who's a critic, and she takes me along to what I want to see. And In fact, I turn down more things than than anything, which people get very angry at me. <laughs> oh, You're God. turning down that show? Yeah, but <laughs> she took me to see... I, now, Pippin, I went to see with a whole group, which was really exciting. I do these uh, these tour guide things at once a month, which I'm doing one next week, and we're seeing Matilda. Uh, but they, these people from all over the country, through uh, what used to be called Elder Hostel, now Road Scholars, I have them for a week, and we do kind of a theater orgy week. They see a play, they see a musical, they see off Broadway. I tell, I tell them my whole road to guitar story. I sell them CDs. <laughs> it's really a fun. We all have fun. But we went to Pippin, and uh, I had seen Pippin originally in '73. I remember walking into the Imperial Theater. I was a kid. And and thinking, well, I don't know if I'm going to like this, and I was blown away, especially the original ben Pippin. Vereen? Oh yeah, Ben yeah. Vereen and Irene Ryan, who you'll remember oh, from yeah. Beverly Hillbillies, was spectacular. It was it, it was Bob Fosse. That was Bob Fosse's greatest year. That was the year he won the Oscar for Cabaret, the Tony for Pippin, and the Emmy for Liza with a Z, all in one year. And Pippin, he was just at his height of fabulousness. And Pippin was spectacular to, to watch. And, and uh, at the time, you, people said, oh, it's kind of an empty show with fabulous staging. But uh, it's turned out it's a pretty good show. And, and yeah. the new revival, uh, which uses Chet Walker, who was in the original, uh, does new choreography in the style of Bob Fosse. And some of some of it is is exactly they use. If you remember, there was a great TV commercial way back when, uh, and 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 they did a piece of Pippin, and he recreates that number. So it's really amazing. And and but this time they use circus performs also, mm-hmm. and they are integrated brilliantly uh, into the into the choreography into the show. And uh, it's it's really it's really a, a treat, and I think that's going to be the best uh, best revival Tony Award, even though they have put Cinderella in the revival category, which I also saw and liked. Uh, I have a lot of I had some problems with Cinderella in the book department because it seemed to me incongruous and not necessary to change the story of Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> in this version, one of the stepsisters is a little nicer than the other, which I don't think was necessary, and uh, so, sort of becomes Cinderella's ally and friend. Uh, they they were trying to take Cinderella into 
the new the new millennium here and and make make it more about girl power and it doesn't necessarily work with the score when she sits around and sings in my own little corner i dream of this and i dream of that it's not really the kind of song that uh alphabet would sing in wicked uh which is what they're trying to make the show like that she has all this empowerment but she's still Cinderella, and and that's uh, and the RH score survives beautifully, especially Rogers sounds great. There are some lyric additions which made me crazy because oh. Oscar Hammerstein's not around to do those lyrics, <laughs> and, right. and they didn't have a good Ouija board because they really aren't. They don't rise to his uh, poetic ways with words and uh to me that it's obvious what is what is not his he doesn't and have a nephew or a niece running around he does actually as he <laughs> there's a there's a uh, grandson who actually i know oscar jr who's on facebook but i don't think they asked him uh so, so the book writer and the arranger did whatever little changes they wanted to make but uh, it's it's kind of I, I actually know Oscar's daughter, Oscar Hammerstein's daughter Alice, who is well into her nineties. She's the only surviving child, and uh, because of my friendship and relationship with David Crane, he knew her years ago. And when she hit ninety a few years ago, we wrote a fabulous song for her called Alice's Song for her birthday. And in fact, I'm going to I'm going to get that to you if you can insert that in. That'd be fantastic. Are you I would, it's sung by Rebecca Luker, and it was and it was given to her as 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 a gift. And uh, Alice Hammerstein is is a hoot. Actually, she's very funny, and she talks like this, like a lot of old ladies. <laughs> David Crane does her better, but <laughs> she she listened to it, and everybody loved it. But she said, "Is he giving me digs in those lyrics?" <laughs> <laughs> because she was a lyricist herself too. She was marvelous. We said no. We were being. We're not being ironic. We love you. <laughs> so, so she's still around. I wonder if she. I hope she gets to see Cinderella. And I would love. I would love to hear what she would have to say after. My father didn't write those words. <laughs> but uh, she's. Uh, that's a good good sidebar. So when you when when you play Alice's song, it'll be Rebecca Luker singing with a, a gorgeous melody by David Crane, which he wrote first. And so it was, it's one of the unique times where I wrote a lyric after the music, and, uh, and I'm very proud of it. And uh, it's, it's a sweet song. And in fact, we, a little secret was when it was somebody else's birthday, Jim Morgan, who runs the York Theater, right. uh, I, I, I sang it and put his name in instead. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those all purpose songs yeah, where I can say, if you've got a two syllable name, I can put it in. <laughs> I'm thinking of starting a little birthday business with that song. <laughs> well, hey, there's guys making a decent living off of that online. Uh, wouldn't that be nice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, but, so, so with Cinderella, I was very, I was mixed, but I had a good time when I saw the show. Uh, I'm just, I'm just mixed. I have, I have mixed feelings about tampering with dead people's stuff. Uh, Pippin doesn't tamper at all, and all those authors are alive. They changed the ending of the show from the original. I just thought it was spectacular. Matilda, which I think is going to win Best Musical, I, I saw in London, and I'm seeing it again here. I flipped out in London. It was 
I thought it was state-of-the-art staging like I have not seen in a long time. Uh, and just the sets moved, the way the choreography moved, and it was just really, really well done. And I hope, I hope that my uh, 25 old people next week love it as much as I did. <laughs> Sometimes you could go to a show with a group and you kind of feel the group not liking it. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and you've yeah. told them that, but I think in this case they're coming in. The show got rave reviews, and most people walk into theaters when shows get rave reviews and 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 go with the flow. <laughs> they go they go with uh, whatever whatever the New York Times tells them to think, <laughs> um, and that's a good thing. <laughs> so, so, what are you thinking along the lines of the uh, Tony then? Are you leaning toward uh, Matilda for the? Oh yeah, I think Matilda will win. Yeah, I have not seen Kinky Boots, which I think is the only uh, contender opposite it, and it got it got pretty good reviews. Uh, I listened to some of the brand new CD, and uh, it was it wasn't my cup of tea. Mine, <laughs> mine neither, actually. Uh... Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, it might be one of those shows, though. There are times where I. When you actually see a show and you don't love the score, but the show itself takes you along. And, and interestingly enough, if you listen to Matilda's CD from London, uh, which I did before I saw it, it was not impressive. It's not a wonderful, it's not a score where you go, oh my God, this is the greatest. But when you're watching the show and it's coming at you with the staging and it, it really worked better. And I, I went back and I listened to the CD again because I think that's an interesting thing. Making cast albums uh, is is an art in itself. And in that case, they left out all the dialogue and they left out the very emotional end of the show so that you don't really get a sense of what the show was, mm. just the song. Sometimes just the songs isn't enough anymore, mm. especially in shows where the songs are... They're not as great, you know. They're just not as great as they used to be. But 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 they're good, and 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 uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I really am. Especially, uh, it'll be a whole new cast for me. All, everyone except uh, the lead. They brought over the lead from London is American, and uh, it'll be One interesting. And I I thought was good about Kinky Boots was the fact that I didn't like the music didn't bother me so much as I thought. This music might appeal to others, yeah, and, and yeah. turn them on to musical theater. Yes, but there's always the catch twenty two of that too. It'll only turn them on to that kind of musical theater, well, and they won't want to listen to Cole Porter. Uh, there's, there's still, it's, it's an interesting world out there now in musical theater, and uh, I, I. I just wish everyone had a broader range of knowledge, and then then we could have more styles. But it seems like that, yes, it may bring new audiences in, but I don't know if it'll bring them in for the revival of Cam Cam, for example. Right. I think it'll just they're they're coming they're coming for they're probably coming to that show. For many reasons, but certainly the uh, the fact that it's written by a star sure. <laughs> helps, sure. you know, and a pop star, someone who's never done it. For having never done it, 
she didn't do a bad job. <laughs> she didn't do a bad job. It just, I'm sure it annoys every single one of the people you've ever had on your show of a hundred shows to think that she got the job when everybody else is you know, killing themselves to write musicals all the time, <laughs> including yourself. <laughs> she's, you know, she's not the first one that has done this. No. No, and and that, and that, listen, the same thing has happened in uh, Matilda. He's a first-time guy too. He's a comic. He's a com, an English <laughs> comedian, comic actor, who they said, "Hey, you want to write a score?" And he did. <laughs> and I'm I sure, would... I'm sure he didn't go through BMI either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd sure be happy to, but hey. Yeah, I know. You're, you're I know. Right Everybody is sitting in their clean, in their seats. Just and sucking that seat up through. And, <laughs> but oh. then we've got these guys. We've got these guys who wrote uh, a Christmas story, who have been nominated for a Tony for their score, and they are the real deal. They really write lyrics. They really write music. They also wrote Dogfight, which I thought was really good. That that's off Broadway, and it it, it, it I don't know what is going to happen with it. It ran. It had a fantastic production at Second Stage, the kind of production that looked like it had so much money behind it, like they could have moved it immediately to Broadway. It was a very, very, I thought it was very well done. I, a little something was missing, but it's sort of like a tryout, you know, even though it was off-Broadway. And uh, it got a recording, and I don't know what's going to happen with it, but these guys are, are up-and-comers. And I, I'm I'm happy about them, and I'm glad they're nominated for a Tony. And you know what? They may just win it. They may just grab it away from Matilda could win Best Musical, and somebody else can win Best Score. That happens all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it'll 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 be interesting. It'll be interesting. And. I, I, there's a lot of great performances and plays. Like I said, I've really been seeing great plays, and that's that's a so lot of fun. Yeah, well, come on. <laughs> I saw Bette Midler. <laughs> I got to see that recently. That yeah. was fun. She doesn't sing. <laughs> so she came back after all these years on the stage and decided not to sing. So she just sits, at, she sits on a couch for... Uh, 90 minutes and, and talks at you. <laughs> she's a pretty natural comedian, too. Yeah, it's, she's very good. And it and it's good. It is fun. It was fun. So uh, I can't think of what other what other musicals are happening now <laughs> that I have that I've seen. Um, I guess I guess that's that's sort of the latest as far as what else is nominated. <laughs> well, that gives us something else to talk about later. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I will. I'm sure I'm going to see lots more before the Tonys, and and maybe you know maybe we can do a Tony wrap up. I think that would be fun. That would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I the Tonys I guess are on early June or yeah, mid June. Like Sunday or so. Oh, well, that's good. So let's do something after that because then I'm going to Vienna. <laughs> At the end of June, I am going to, I'm being flown to Vienna for two whole days to do a lecture on Jewish humor in Broadway musicals. And I, I could probably be there for a month doing that. <laughs> they're, doing, they're doing a whole exhibit at the Vienna Jewish Museum on, on, on humor around the world. And I had contributed two articles, one on Broadway musicals and one on sitcoms. And uh, I said to them, 
hey, wouldn't you like to bring me over there to do a lecture? <laughs> and they said yes. So now I actually have to prepare something. <laughs> and, and, and I just wrote to them today, and I said, uh, I got the, the catalog is really huge. It's this huge book with my article in it, but it's all in German. And I said, are you, is anybody going to understand me, or are you going to have to have a translator? Because oh. so, I was hoping to sing something, too. So uh, we yeah. shall see. We shall, it should be interesting. They're, they're probably better than us. Yeah, they're a lot more worldly over there as far as when it comes to America. Right. They'll speak are. English, but but humor is humor is a hard thing to translate. Very difficult. Very difficult. <laughs> so it should be interesting. So uh, happy happy one hundredth. <laughs> well, thank you very much. We're glad we could talk to you. Thank and, you. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna go out on my bicycle now and uh, try to write a new show. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I need something new. It's too difficult to do, ride through the streets of New York and ride a new show. It is. <laughs> it's why I get into many accidents. All kinds of inspiration happening everywhere. Yes, there is. <laughs> well, thanks a lot again, and right, don't forget to send uh, on to the, the next 100. <laughs> yeah, and don't forget to send the song over, and we will. Yeah, I'm going to send you Alice's song right now. Thanks. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I'll just tag it in right here. Perfect. <laughs> David Crane music, Rebecca Luker singing. <laughs> okay, right, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Some people race through the years. Some people saunter and stroll. Some people sit and watch, sip in a glass of scotch, letting the years take their toll. Others can laugh through their tears, giggling away what is wrong. Tossing aside the past, these are the ones who last, turning their lives into song. This is Alice, they're on the wings of a song. Look at Alice, just dancing along. After the smoke finally clears, what turns December to June? Some folks get passionate, if there is cash in it, Alice is strangely immune. She knows that life is a tune, la la la, la la la, hey there Alice, what is this magic you do? First, uh, Rebecca Luker 
Um, I think it may be. It on be. It I, be. I think maybe that is. Yeah, that's yes. pretty big. Yeah. That's a good way to celebrate. <laughs> I think that's true. Yeah. I mean, so, Rebecca. Sorry, you're... Sutton. You've been, you know, ousted here. <laughs> <laughs> what, you think you got a shot with Rebecca? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll put the challenge out now. So, Rebecca Luker. You now need to come on a future episode. Yeah, that's right. That would be awesome. So, Steven, make if it If you so. don't, if you ever learn nothing from the Sutton incident, we will stalk you until you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Stephen was very, very much involved in getting uh, Lauren Kennedy because mm-hmm. she had done a reading yeah, for yeah, him and encouraged her, and it was Stephen's oh, awesome. Very nice. <laughs> Very thanks nice. thanks for the nice words, and uh, congrats on everything you've got going on, Stephen, because well, you're one busy dude, for sure. Well, Musical World, I hate to be a party pooper here, but we're yeah, going to have to wrap it up for our 100th episode. That's right, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, i got to go make some drinks. We don't have to do this for another 100 episodes, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some of, I mean, some of my favorite episodes, though, have been like the Christmas episodes. Yeah. And just, you know... Mm-hmm. All of these awesome people sending in, you know, a nice song and a message, you know, just like this one, you right, know. Right. Um, and we we've had some really fun episodes that were just the Christmas episodes, like 2009, yeah. I think, where we we had people just sending in songs. Some people wrote songs for the episode, um, right? Didn't. Um, um, who did, was it? did Adam Guan write a song specific for that episode, or who was it that wrote one that was well, basically a weird? I was thinking it was Thompson and Mann. I, can't I, I don't know. I'd have to go back. To I'd have to go back and listen. listen. I don't, <laughs> I don't but, uh, those are those are some great episodes there too. I mean, it's just nice hearing from mm-hmm. from these friends, some of which we've never seen in person. You know, it's just right. over the phone, over the Skype. Right. And um, made friends. Although and then you know, several we have met. Yeah. Well, Jim, Shane, raise your glass. Ching. A hundred episodes and yep. more to come. In fact, we begin the our our second generation or our second, second, second generation. Uh, century. 2.0. Second century. Uh, second century. And there'll be a 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, with so future episodes coming up soon. There's a local writer, which we don't have. We'll get very many of them on. We're going to put a like local writer in here soon, and. Um, and then the first in the series about our summer development piece. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, that's coming up in the next episode. Right. 101. Great. All righty. Hey, guys. Congratulations. Congrats. Thanks. Yay. It's been fun. Everybody stay subscribed. Tell some friends. Pass this around. It's free. What's better free. than this for free? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. See you later. Bye.